When was the last time you took your medication? A while ago. Do you think it helped? Helped what? Made you feel better. Think straight, Allison said. Nothing makes me feel better. The girl's eyes moved slowly from side to side. I try not to think at all, she said in monotone. How long have you felt this way? Since I was born. Her voice was hoarse. How old are you now? Fifteen. That's a long time to be depressed. The girl struggled to keep her eyes open. I am not depressed. Her face was pale. Her chin began to sag. The knife cut deeper into her flesh. She seemed not to notice. Sarah, that knife has me worried. How about moving it away from your neck? The girl stared at Allison and wrapped her other hand around the knife handle to steady it. I'm not going to take the knife away, Allison said. I just want you to shift it from your face so we can talk. Another talking shrink. The girl gave a short laugh. That's what shrinks do. We talk to people. Allison tilted her head slightly. What do you have to lose? Their eyes met and held for a few seconds. The girl lifted her chin, clutching the knife with both hands. She eased her fists down onto the tabletop. Three inches separated the tip of the knife from the tip of her chin. Okay, that's better. Thanks, Allison said. Tell me what this is about. Nothing to tell. I'm over it already. Over what? The girl moved her head upward, causing her jaw to thrust forward. Fresh blood oozed from the cut under her chin. Life. So you've decided to end it? Sure. Why not? Lots of reasons. Like what? Family? Friends? School? Things like that. Not for me. I don't have any of that stuff in my life. Nothing matters she whispered. The girl's hands began to waver. The knife tilted to the left. She grasped it tighter to steady her grip. She licked her lips and then swallowed. Her face drained of color and her head wobbled. She began to lean forward, her throat directly over the knife. Allison reached out and touched her arm. The girl jerked back in her chair, her head doing a small whiplash causing a fresh stream of blood to course onto her neck. Tell me about your family. I told you, they're all crazy. Everyone? My father got out a long time ago. And? My brother's a nutcase. And mom? She's lost. Lost? Yeah, she's in La La Land most of the time. She has her own happy family fantasy thing going on. Sounds like there's trouble at home. Home? We don't have a home anymore. The girl's voice trailed off. Her head lolled to one side and then rotated forward. She lost her grip on the knife and it clattered onto the table. Her arms sprawled across the tabletop, her fingers working in a frantic but vain attempt to retrieve it. Allison swung her arm across the table and connected with the knife. It arched into the air and landed soundlessly on the industrial carpeting amid the shamble of debris. 
Allison put the phone to her lips. Okay, come quick. The knife's on the floor. She needs the medics pronto. Police slammed open the double doors and rushed toward them, shouts mixed with the thud of heavy boots and squawking radios. The girl tried to lift her head, but it rolled to one side, onto her shoulder. A soft moan escaped her lips, and her upper body collapsed. She slumped over, a soft ragdoll, head and shoulders resting on the tabletop, arms dangling parallel to her legs as consciousness slipped away. Powerful hands grabbed Allison's shoulders, yanked her out of the chair, and away from the table. Three men rushed toward the limp figure of the young girl. They eased her onto the floor and called for the paramedics. A volley of uniformed medics, black bags in hand, stethoscopes hanging from their necks, rushed toward the girl. They crouched into a circle near her upper body. They spoke